0: Hey, I'm Kim Short, and it's time to get your podcast on. Welcome to What Led Her Here, exploring the defining experiences of women's lives. My guest today is the unique and amazing Courtney McLeod. Courtney and I met a few years ago on the soccer sidelines when our daughters played for the same team. We instantly connected, and soon after, she invited me to be one of her kick ass ladies. More on that later. Courtney is a life and leadership coach and motivational speaker whose mission it is to help people create lives they're excited to live. She personally inspires me to be my most authentic self and to not only step out of my comfort zone, but kick the door down and run through it, spraying myself with champagne. We've actually done that. Uh, The champagne thing, not kicking down a door, although you never know what'll happen when you're with Courtney, so maybe someday. (laughs) She was one of my biggest supporters in getting this podcast off the ground, so I'm thrilled to have her here today.
1: Welcome, Courtney. Thank you for having me. I am so excited to be here, and I'm so glad that you're doing this. What struck me soon after we met is your sense of adventure.
0: You're up for literally anything, it seems. What is the scariest,
1: craziest thing you've ever done? For me, the scariest thing I've ever done would be doing stand-up comedy. Ah. Yes. It was amateur stand-up comedy, but still crafting the material, getting up on a stage to be judged. Yes. Yes. And how did it go? It's, I've done it a few times and it has gone really well and that is such a high and it's amazing and it has gone very poorly as well <laughs> with booze and really silence and it's gone awful. That's rough. Yeah, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's, so it's gone both ways. Any
0: plans to do that again in your near future? I would never rule it out. I would definitely come see you. I would buy that ticket. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This sense of adventure you have, is it something you've always had since childhood or did it come later?
1: I would say more as I got older. I'm sure it was always there as a child, but I've really just unleashed it as an adult. So how did you unleash that? Well, it's funny. I think sometimes we can appreciate things more when we see a contrast. So I would say when my mom died in 2009 and I was pretty devastated and it rocked my world and I became a muted version of myself so I wasn't living in the full color that I normally had and it just made me want to get out there and have more adventures and have more fun uh, because I had been living the contrast of that Mm. while I was mourning so that's kind of like it just really unleashed after that point
0: so speaking of unleashing yourself, yes, <laughs> um, I know that you have challenged yourself many times to step out of your comfort zone, and you've also challenged those around you, which I totally appreciate. Um, so what has been most fulfilling in terms of getting out of your comfort zone and taking that step?
1: The most rewarding is the sense of uh, doing it of regardless if it's a, if you consider it a failure or a success, it's a, it's a success because you did it. And every time you step outside your comfort zone, it expands. Mm. Every time you're able to do that and, and you can say, okay, now I've done this. What's next? I love that.
0: I love that. Cause I think a lot of people don't even take that step because they're afraid of failing. Um, have you failed? Have, and and what would you say have i have, well <laughs> let me tell you so <laughs> how how have you and how has that changed you how has that maybe made you grow
1: well i love the whole concept of that you're bringing up failure because failure is what inspired the whole i call it the crap your pants challenge which i wanted to do things that would could make me actually crap my pants cuz i'm that nervous about it because it's that much of a, a challenge and everything. So a friend of mine was asking me for a board of directors needed some exercises around exploring failure. And then it got me thinking, when was the last time I failed big? And that was at a comedy club many, many years ago, which told me I'm not swinging for the fence enough. I'm not putting myself out there enough. So let's, let's start this. And so looking at failure as it's not a failure. It, it's it's all part of learning and part of growth. And if you can look at it like that, it it just opens up so much more.
0: I think that's such a valuable lesson, not only for us as adults, but for our kids, um, really for anyone. Um,
1: well, let me ask you this. When was the last time your kids left the house and you said, go take some risks today? It's it's always um, like, be careful. <laughs> you know, be- I'm g- guilty. <laughs> guilty as charged.
0: Well, you know, it's so funny because I... From a physical perspective, I am very cautious with them. (laughs) Um, But you have really inspired me to encourage them to step out of their comfort zones. And I think even just in terms of like their academics, for example, you know, if they come home and say they can't do math and I'm like, well, no, that's not true. You can do math. You just have to, you know, try. And if you fail, consider that a learning opportunity Mm -hmm. because a lot of good things come out of failure, Yep. So I, I completely agree with you. In terms of the crap your pants challenge, <laughs> what was the first month? What did the first month look like for you?
1: The first month I entered a speaking competition, which is known as Speaker Slam. And it's run by Rena and Dan. They're amazing people. And essentially every month it's on a different theme. So the theme that I was speaking on was Catalyst, a catalyst moment in your life. And it was in front of 250 people. I was competing against eight other amazing speakers. And it's just sharing a personal story. Mm, That sounds exciting and very scary at the same time. Yes, and being judged and the first place winner would move on uh, to the next, the final round where all the winners have a showdown. So pressure was on. Uh, and I felt like I was going to throw up right before I. they were miking me. And yep, I was, I'm like, if I, well, even if I, I felt, even if I got up there and threw up all over the stage, that's a win because it meets the crap my pants challenge. It's still <laughs> getting up there and surviving that. That would have been a success in my books, but it, that didn't happen.
0: I'm, I'm glad to hear that. That <laughs> didn't happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So how did you get through that? Like, in those moments right before you went on stage, what, like, how did you take those steps to walk out there? How did you sort of put your, you know, mind at ease and, and gather your thoughts to be ready to rock the room?
1: I just put one foot in front of the other and I took the stage and I was like, here we go. Here, here, it's go time. Yeah. And... I'd been prepared, I'd been practicing, so I just uttered the first words and then it flowed from there.
0: It's awesome. It's yeah. such a good feeling when you've done all that prep and it starts to flow and you're in the zone, mm-hmm. right? That must have been a really great experience.
1: It was. It was it was very thrilling to to connect with the audience. And then it became about, let's just enjoy this experience. I'm here. I'm going to connect with the energy of the audience and the crowd and just let's enjoy this.
0: So you mentioned that the topic was catalyst. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about your speech, what the topic was and dig a little deeper into to
1: what that meant for you? Yeah, so the moment that I chose to talk about uh, was a moment from childhood where I was shy, unpopular, and this is when I was eight years old. And I mustered up the courage to... I'd always wanted to play Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz because it was my favorite movie, and I thought this would be a great way to just escape and and do something different. So I I mustered up the courage to announce to my class that I was going to put on this play, and who wants to do it with me? And by the way, I'm going to be Dorothy. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) And... I, I couldn't believe the response. So many kids wanted to be part of it. So I had kids working on the set and painting the yellow brick road, kids auditioning to be in the play. And we practiced, you know, day after day. Uh, I'd written the scripts. Like, it was, so much went into it. And then finally, day of, uh, I was in my costume. We were all ready to perform the play. And they told me I was too ugly to play Dorothy. Oh, that's like a dagger to the heart. Yeah. And in that moment, I had the choice. Do I say, well, I'm still going to be Dorothy, or do I sit on the sidelines and give them what they want and watch the play being performed without me?
0: So what did you pick?
1: At the time, I did not have the tools in my toolkit to be able to stand up for myself. So I sat down with tears and watched them perform the play.
0: So obviously that was a pivotal moment in your life or looking back on it, it was a big part of becoming who you are today. So how did that shape the Courtney that (laughs) (laughs) we now see who seems to be, to me, fearless and awesome and putting it all out there proudly? (laughs)
1: It took a lot of work. It took a lot of work. Uh, I would say um, from that day, you know, that time in my life, not feeling good enough. I didn't have the confidence to be able to stand up for myself. And so for a long time, I looked for evidence that supported that. So it took really taking a conscious mind to break those thoughts and break those patterns and Mm. to choose differently. So it's, you know, a lot of books I've read. I did a degree in psychology uh, as a mature student. I've done a lot of personal development and leadership programs uh, to do the work to get to the point where, no, I am celebrating myself. I am unique. And it's funny that day uh, when I was eight and I organized that play and I brought everyone together. That's my superpower. And so that in itself also is a catalyst because that's what i do now but it motivated me because i want everyone to realize how amazing and special they are and that's what fuels me now with my daughters with the kick-ass ladies with my work amazing so in that speech you had talked about dorothy moments can you tell us what they are (laughs) a dorothy moment is any time you feel like you're not good enough or something gets in your way. Maybe someone says something to you or it's something that happens in your own mind. But it's something that occurs that kind of is an obstacle or gets you down. Well, I think we've all had those.
0: Yes. Women, men, every... Like, doesn't matter. We've all had those moments. And, you know, one of the many ways in which you and I connect as friends is that we're both um, moms to daughters. Mm -hmm. And that has its own amazing experiences that come along with it and its own challenges so with all of this learning and self-discovery that you've done over the years what have you learned is most important to instill in your own daughters so that they can maybe struggle a little less which is of course all of our wishes, right? It's, you know, we would like them to learn these lessons earlier than we did, right? To So they have less pain and struggle. <laughs> so what are those things that you really focus on in terms of instilling in your daughters?
1: Well, the motto in our house is there's no one like you to be yourself. And I do everything that I can to help them build their confidence. And Together right now, we're reading the confidence code for girls and they're doing the exercises. I'm reading it with them so that I can explain anything that they don't understand, but they're doing the exercises. I get them to do difficult things, things that I believe they can do, but that pushes them outside their comfort zone. And so that way I know that it's, it's, it'll help them in the long run.
0: Absolutely. I love that. You are so passionate about celebrating your daughter's uniqueness and making sure that they live authentically. I am totally on board with that uh, and hope that I am doing that with my own daughters as well. So you've also made a great impact on the women in our community and beyond um, with the Kick-Ass Ladies group. So tell us about that (laughs) and where that name came from, too, because I love it.
1: (laughs) Um. It's it's just my passion Um, because you can you can be. Why wouldn't you want to be a kick ass ladies lady? It's not about um, people are like, oh, I don't want to kick anyone's ass. And I'm like, well, it's, it's not about that. It's about having your own kick ass life and kick ass ladies lead a kick ass life. And so with that, we are all about supporting each other celebrating one another, we're not tearing each other down, we are coming together in a different way so that we can have fun, crazy, amazing adventures together. That sometimes get us outside our comfort zones, but that's where together we get to support and grow. I would,
0: for me personally, I would say it's more than sometimes that I get out of my comfort zone with the (laughs) Kick-Ass Ladies group. I would say it's pretty much all the time, which I love, Um, but I will say it is such a unique group of amazing women, and from the very first event that I came to, I felt so welcomed, and I didn't know anyone going in except for you, but I walked in alone, which is like my biggest fear in life, is to walk into a room of people I don't know. But I was welcomed from the start, and I just remember feeling how lucky I was to be a part of this. So thank you for bringing all these amazing women together who are truly like-minded and definitely want to lift each other up. It's such a special group to be in. Mm.
1: And thank you for having the courage to walk through the door.
0: Well, yes. Yes, thank you. (laughs) So I know that you believe in the power of play and not letting that go from childhood. So was that part of um, what led to the creation of the Kick-Ass Ladies Group?
1: Yeah, I, it was, so after my mom died, I totally changed gears and I changed career paths and I went back to school and got a degree in psychology. So being isolated and studying all the time that when i was done my degree i was just so like it was so pent up like i felt like a bear coming out of hibernation and i'm like i need to play and it was just there and just in me so and it's like it's more fun to play with others so that's kind that's where the kickass ladies was born i was like i'm ready to do some things who wants to come with me and then it just grew organically from there
0: yeah i definitely feel like there are a lot of women who feel the same way which is incredible. And to piggyback on that, you've also created, because you're just not, it, that wasn't fabulous enough, so you created <laughs> even more amazing things. Um, the That's What She Said, Women's Storytelling Circle. So did that grow from Kick-Ass Ladies or how did that come about?
1: A coaching colleague of mine, the amazing Sophia Apostle, she, her and I created that uh, together. And we, we were just, wanting a to create something where women could come together and have real conversations and to create a safe space where women felt comfortable doing so. So that is where we bring people together so that women can share their stories. And, you know, like what you're doing, because there's such power in stories. We can learn from every single person we meet. There's something there that we could learn from them.
0: And that was exactly the genesis of this podcast, yeah. is that we don't have to be an expert in one field or another. We can learn from everyone. And I definitely felt that in our monthly gatherings with the That's What She Said group, um, that it is a very safe, respectful space, where I've cried every time, I'm pretty sure. Um, But it's such a, you know, and I think there's even been scientific studies about when women gather and, and just the hormones are the chemicals in our body I don't even know I'm making that up but it's something you you might be able to speak to it more intelligently than me but um just how it you truly feel so good it's like you're almost on a high when you when you leave there
1: yeah the oxytocin that um you know endorphin where you're the love like it's it's love it's um when you're feeling good too there's the dopamine so it's a good mix of of things where you just leave feeling like on top of the world absolutely so thank you for that as well for bringing that
0: into my life (laughs) I appreciate it uh, as do many women so what is the life lesson that you wanted to share today
1: to celebrate yourself and others To get to a point where you truly appreciate the unique things that make you you and have the confidence to be able to put your whole self out there into relationships, at work, the whole deal.
0: And how do you think you learned to do that? Because that's scary. Yeah. So how did you learn to be vulnerable and to put it all out there?
1: Again, um, my mom's death was a huge catalyst for me because it just reminded me that life has an expiration date and we don't know when that day is coming. So that was my, uh, it encouraged me or inspired me to, to do more work on myself, hence the psychology and all of the stuff that I did, that it got me to a place where I just let go. I gave myself permission. I used to be like a Jack in the box and I would dangle an arm out and I would be like, do they like this? Can they handle my arm? Maybe if they like my arm, I'll show them the other arm. And if they like my other arm, oh, here comes a leg. And it would, you know, so forth. And, and now I just pop out of the damn box and I bounce around. I'm like, this is me. And, and if you like it, great. If you don't like it, that's great too. Um I'm not everyone's cup i't I'm not everyone's cup of tea and but the people who drink that tea amazing I have a tea buddy, you know what I mean so it just allows you when you give yourself permission and you just are who you are, you just save time. The people who are meant to be in you with you will find you, but if you're stuck in that box, it's hard for that to happen.
0: I think that was. I think I might cry right now. (laughs) I think that was so beautifully said. And I remember, it's so funny, I remember on the soccer field one day, a couple years back, talking to you about that very topic. I don't know if you remember. And I remember saying, you know, like, I tend to, you know, like you say, like, put a little bit of myself out there at first when I first meet someone and see, you know, if if they're cool with that, and then I'll, like, ease in, I'll, like, ease them into the full Kim, and you're like, <laughs> why? Why would you do that? Like, just give them the full Kim right off the bat, and I was like, really? And... I that, that is one of those beautiful nuggets of Courtney that have <laughs> stuck with me. And that is exactly what I'm trying to teach my daughters. So mm-hmm. why the heck wouldn't I do it myself? So and, you know, these are things, of course, that we learn with experience and over time and over the years. But I hope that for our daughter's sakes, they can learn them sooner. Right. Yes. But I, you know, I very much thank you for giving me so many beautiful lessons and pieces of advice over the relatively short time I've known you a couple of years right because I think it's for sure made me a better person and a more like a braver person and um like for example you I don't know that this podcast would have come to be if it wasn't for you certainly not as soon as it did because you were kind of just like well do it and I was like okay and here we are and here we are so thank you for you know for being your authentic self and in turn giving us me and us you know the people around you permission to do the same Mm -hmm. it means more than you know it really does
1: well thank you and just so you know um i absolutely admire and love your willingness to play and jump in and you doing this is such an inspiration it inspires me well thank you so know that you are (laughs) you have a huge ripple effect so just this little regular love fest around here right about now
0: (laughs) (laughs) so what is next for you what what excites you about the future
1: so many things. Uh, What excites me? Well, continuing to expand the global playground that's being created with the Kick-Ass Ladies, uh, continuing to grow my coaching practice and working with women to help them develop and live their own version of a kick-ass life. I'm developing a small group coaching program for women that I'm really excited about that will definitely touch on uh, continuing to like... Work the confidence muscle. Mm. Yeah.
0: That's a good way to put it. Yes. It definitely does get stronger as we step out of our comfort zone more. Yeah. Then we're more willing to do it the next time.
1: Yes. I love that. And you get stronger so that when you do things, then you can do bigger things if you want. Like it just just keeps going. So the sky's the limit, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Any final thoughts today? Final thoughts. Yes. The next time... You're in a situation, whether it's at work or it's in relationships, and you feel that tendency to pull back because, you know, your head starts going, those thoughts. What are they thinking of me right now? Or how am I looking? Or whatever, I'm not smart enough. Or whatever it is that's getting you that those thoughts and those old stories that are getting you to pull back, I would challenge you to lean in, to move forward, to push through that. I love that. Thank you.
0: So let's move on to the final five. So these are five questions that I ask of every guest.
1: Okay. First off, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? The power of laughter. And I would, if someone needed help, I would show up and I would snap my fingers and it would cause like, erupting laughter where if someone was trying to rob a bank they're now keeled over the guns fallen to the to the ground and they're just laughing and they can't they can't do any more harm because they are laughing so much that they even may even shat their drawers now and that just like the ripple effect of laughter continues oh my gosh I love you Um, But I bet you get that answer all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I mean,
0: duh. Like, that's like, gosh, I've heard that so many times. (laughs) Um, When you were a kid, what did you think you'd be when you grew up?
1: A veterinarian. Oh. Yes. Good stuff.
0: Did you have pets
1: growing up? Uh, I always had cats. Oh, okay. Yes.
0: Good, good. As Seamus lay at our feet right now. and Seamus is my dog, and he's laying under the table right now. And he's Being amazing. his adorable self. Um, if it were your last day on earth, what would your final meal be?
1: My final meal would be a nice steak dinner with mashed potato, garlic mashed potatoes. Skip the vegetables because if it's my last day, uh, a nice glass of wine, um, a nice fresh piece of bread that's still warm with like oozing with butter that would be my last meal.
0: That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> garlic on the bread, like garlic bread or just butter bread or you know,
1: now that you've just upped it. Yeah. Okay. Add to, like garlic, we, garlic it up.
0: Let's go full garlic. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you on that. <laughs> um, who is a woman in history or present day you admire?
1: My mom. And I wanted to, you know, reviewing that question, I just wanted to honor her because she was an amazing, strong woman. She left my dad, they got divorced, and she had the the strength to be able to pull out of a relationship that wasn't serving her and model for me that strength.
0: That is a wonderful lesson for you and for every woman and girl mm-hmm. is to, when it's not feeling right, to recognize it and to change because that can be very difficult but i i love that that is a lesson that that has served you
1: what is your favorite quote whether you think you can or you think you can't you're right oh i like that yeah i like that henry
0: ford oh that's a good one, Courtney.
1: <laughs> it is, right?
0: <laughs> Thank you so much for being here today. I really appreciate your time. It was fun.
1: Thank you. Anytime.